Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Real estate experiment, what is happening, y'all? Today, we have a very special guest. We got my man, Jordan Harry, out of, all the way out of the UK right now. We got a late, late little interview, but of course, we had to make it happen. We are so overdue, man. Mm-hmm. But, but let me preface this by saying this man needs an introduction, all right? I call you the, you're actually one of the most important real estate experts we've had in the lab because you actually okay. call one of the most important parts of real estate and that is the brain and the mind and mm. i can't wait so this gentleman in front of us right now in the lab he's been speed reading coach has given a ted talk that has more than 1.7 million uh views oh, well, two million now one oof, two million oof. outdated see it's and this that's another thing now, now you talk social media and that, that's the beauty of it that's an asset right there and it's touching yeah. people over twenty thousand. 20,000 people, which you've taught over 147 countries, which I'm sure is an ongoing growing. Uh, and I love your story because obviously you're the CEO of study fast and that's how we connected. Cause I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bettering myself and I'm always trying to engage, but I have a better story to even preface. But first of all, I want to welcome you into the lab, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Feels good. And it's a long time coming. I know. I know. It's a long time coming. That's the, but, but that's the beauty of, of media. And, and let me just say, yeah. this is how I came across your content. So here I am trying to uh, find uh, a motivation, inspiration, because I have a TEDx talk myself, which has been postponed. And so I'm looking at one of my favorite people out there online, uh, as you guys know, Ty Lopez. I've actually gotten a chance to meet him several times and, uh, and, and we've had great conversations. And, and I'm, so I'm looking mm. at this TEDx talk because it's had an impact on me. I'd read a book a day and then I come across yours as well. And it was so well delivered. I'm like, damn, I got to look into this guy and I look into it. And then I took your speed reading course mm. and I have to say, man, like you have one of the most powerful powers that i want to tap into today and i, I okay. we can in the lab we talk about entrepreneurship and real estate but we're going to commingle the two because that's what we do and and but before that before all this how we connected i want to hear a little bit about your your story and we know you you use kind of an obstacle to 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 really <laughs> put yourself at a place where now you're reading like at a rate that's seven times faster than the average person which i think is uh, phenomenal but talk to me who is jordan before man like who is jordan before and who is jordan today a unique question who was jordan yeah. before um he became a geek on accident I as it. i keep saying and i own it now and it's funny when i say ah oh, i'm a geek or we're about <laughs> to get geeky people are, oh no 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 it's not geeky almost like it's an insult, like it's degrading, and I'm trying to make it cool. No, it's cool. And it's anyway, cool. yeah, I mean, that's how we got connected, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, reading a book a day, right? That, yep. like, was reading cool? I don't know. I, it's in my world. It's very cool in my world yeah. because it's the amount of knowledge to get through. But, but tell me, I mean, it sounds like what I believe was it was an obstacle at first, even reading and even speaking, right? I think it was a speaking impediment that, that you had. Definitely. Well, you know, when I think about it, no 10 or 12 year old is writing down, I want to be a memory and speed reading coach. Right, right. Not to my knowledge. And if you're listening and you're 10 and 12, like get in touch with me because we're going to make it happen. <laughs> and so as a youngster, the goal was, yeah. and I always talk about this, there was anti-role models in the black community in the sense that yeah. I'm going to be an athlete. 
you know, like finds like, and then retire as a successful athlete and work in marketing, right? Yeah. However, as I grew up, what'd you play, by the way? Um, athletics. I was uh, a triple jumper, so oh, tough on the okay. kneecaps. All right. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, you're telling me now yeah, do mixed yeah. martial arts, which is tough everywhere. <laughs> but I'll tell you how the memory yeah, kind of yeah. comes tell into me. that. And so, as a youngster, that was the goal. Plan A. Because plan B distracts you from plan A, right? Absolutely. At least that's what is embedded within you. Mm-hmm. That your identity has to be tied into being an athlete because if you're only 70% in, well, the guy next to you is 100% in. Absolutely. Even 80%. And um, it wasn't until I got to university, until I was exposed to this world of entrepreneurship, this idea of making money in your sleep, not yeah. working nine to five, or lies, they are lying. They're <laughs> <Okay. laughs> over here, um, man. He's awake. That, <laughs> that's right. Working. And um, I had no business acumen. I had no business understanding. Um, my ability to use the English vocabulary was limited. Yeah something that I pride myself on now. And arguably, we won't touch upon it too much because, of course, there's a lot to unpack. But yeah. being a mixed-race man, Absolutely. speaking the way I speak, quote-unquote, is white. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyone who can articulate themselves as an ethnic minority will be familiar with the term, oh, you sound quite white. I see <laughs> you shaking your head. <laughs> of course, we've all been there. I, I, I didn't expect this when I when, when mm. I met you. <laughs> <laughs> the phone voice yeah yeah no we've been there yeah and i love it the i corporate love it voice the corporate voice yeah but what um, i but this is this is me this is my yeah. natural identity right and so i was like well hold on a second why can't i make education learning cool you know i'm multi-dimensional and not only myself we all are yeah and so it was at university where a turning point for many people I was like, well, Ty Lopez popped up on my YouTube. He started talking about entrepreneurship. And I watched his TED Talk on why you should read a book a day. Yeah. Which blew my mind because at that point, probably read a book a year (laughs) if I was lucky. Yeah. And it really resonated with me, just like it did with you, Ruben. And for me, I instantly was like, well, how? Because I'm sold. I'm sold on the why. Yeah. But how? how? Yeah. And I said to myself then and there, when I was 18, all those years ago, five years ago, that I would give a TED Talk when I've got a great beard, which is pending if you're watching the video, (laughs) Um, gray hair, a doctorate, um, you know, thousands of students, years of experience. Those were your thoughts? Those were my thoughts. Because, of course, to give a TED Talk, there's that imposter syndrome that you can't stand on the stage. If you haven't made millions, if you haven't impacted millions. But that night I went to the library, went to the fifth floor, dusted off the speed reading book section. Um, I wrote in the book, don't do that on a 50 year old book because it will cost you a pretty penny. (laughs) Um, But I learned how to speed read and I can't tell you when, you know, when the definitive moment was. It's just like kind of over over time, kind of, you're fine-tuning this, this, this new tool that you're... you're That's you're right. Having. That's right. For me, it wasn't um, an objective of I have to get to this reading speed. Mm-hmm. It was a case of how fast can I read and comprehend. Yes, I know. 
and and I'm hope I'm, I'm we're gonna steal a few gems from you while we're here yeah. because I that's something I want to I, I want to talk about. So. Definitely. So then you, you fast forward and, yep. and and I don't want to fast forward too fast because I think it's important. There's a pivotal step right here. You're you kind of you come up, you overcome the imposter syndrome, right? You're yeah. you're saying this is oh no be. not at that stage. It, it stays. Right? Remember, yeah, yeah. I then sorry yeah. to cut you off there, bro. No, but I'd given my TED talk uh, at the age of nineteen. Taught yeah. no one, had no business, no such thing as study fast. Mm-hmm. It was just a process I'd gone through, right? Wow. And okay. so here I am on stage. Now, when I say on stage, if you watch the video, I'm on a tiny ass red carpet because they forgot the red carpet. <laughs> so they managed to cut a circle. Ten people in the room. Three of them were the organizers. One of them was my ex-girlfriend. So let's reduce it to nine people. <laughs> right? And I said to myself, why should these nine people get any less value? And uh, thankfully it was recorded. It was my first ever um really public oh that's amazing of course you know in class you give you know presentations yeah yeah and um the blessings have they keep coming each day um but it's not a thing which people think it's not overnight no 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 um the, the i haven't changed okay i i say i have changed but in terms of it's like being rich and i think this i want to talk more about this with you yeah you know, you know i'm a trader and yeah. i want to learn just as much from you when you come into money, it doesn't change. It just makes you more of who you already were. Yeah. Right. So if you were kind before you got money, you're just going to give more away. Mm-hmm. It's the same. I gave so much of my time to people before. So when the thousands, the millions of people start reaching out to me, nothing changed. In fact, I've now got a team and a system behind. Mm-hmm. So not a single message gets missed. Not an easy task. Yeah, absolutely. I know that. Um, and that's where it all tipped over. So how did you, was that, was that your springboard, that talk? Or was that still like, ah, no, I mean, that was just kind of like one of a sm- small milestone. And then you, yeah. it kind of just compounded over time. Like, can you, can you remember what it was? Imposter syndrome's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick. Okay. Have because of course you've got an incredible resume, incredible resume. Oh, stop! But thank you. I'm going to ask you what was the most prominent imposter syndrome you faced? Because of course we have imposter syndrome as like mm-hmm. partners, as fathers, as businessmen. Maybe there's one going on right now. If you're happy to share with everyone, yeah, sure. Oh, so what was one that that I that I overcame or that I'm still facing? just the yeah potentially the most difficult okay that took the longest or is yeah. that one still persistent today yeah so kind of like you in college i think was very pivotal for me um but i want to make sure we're talking about the imposter syndrome so i think i had my roommate shout out to larry and perry those are my guys um and they taught they they were in the digital marketing space uh, and they're the reason they actually who I met Ty Lopez with because we, we used to go to conferences together. And so they introduced cool. me to the world of entrepreneurship. My first stint of entrepreneurship and fulfillment was in fitness. Uh, why? Mm. Because I played basketball at school and I was a trainer and that's actually where I dedicate my craft. And, 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 and the reason if you look at my, the things that I've done over time with people who have been following me, I've been behind video and interviewing people for like 
probably like close to a, a decade now. Like I was doing it at school. I was like interviewing people and I was doing, if you check right now, I'm a Ruben Fit Kanye. That was my YouTube channel. And I used to practice speaking and teaching what I learned because I mm-hmm. kind of like you, I was always mm-hmm. looking for like to have a voice. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I can say a pivotal moment or imposter syndrome that I had was I didn't really know you could make money online the way that my peers had done it. And when we started business together, I saw that it was real. And the reason I want to go back to that is, is I remember going to a conference and seeing people that look like me, same age mm. as me, telling me that this is the stuff that they were doing and making and all that. And I was just kind of like, it, it kind of just blew this. Okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. Um, and I think that's important. And I think I want to relate it back to a very recent event because I think my podcast, I've, I've been able to gain a lot of traction from like people that I idolize or that I'm fans of, kind of like you. And and before, it's funny because I, I still see myself as a practitioner in the real estate space. And I told myself, no, 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 not until I'm ready and I have like a large portfolio like Grant Cardone, can I have a podcast? Because who am I? wrong it's the complete opposite so when i first i remember when i first reached out to the guest my first guest vinnie chopra mm-hmm. i had a portfolio of 300 million dollars i didn't even have in a podcast i just reached out to him and i don't know it was one of those things where at first i didn't believe that i was it was i was worth it to, mm-hmm. to but then i asked him i'm like you want to come on a podcast i mean have a podcast and he's like sure and i'm like oh snap <laughs> you know what i mean so i think it's one of those things where I, I can relate maybe, and I don't know if this answers your question well, but those are like those moments where you're kind of like, no, that's, that's not for me, or I'm not there yet, or I will do this when, and mm. then you just got to do it. And then it starts kind of making sense and, and coming into play and, and, and starts true. compounding. So I don't know if that, that was a good example or not, but I, I know those are, those are memories that are, are definitely have been foundational pillars for me. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it's beautiful that you can reflect like that because ultimately you're never going to be ready. No. And I've, I speak from experience and I want to make this clear for the record. Nothing I'm saying, by the way, is pure. Nothing is pure from my mind and my mind alone. And I'm going to say something controversial. Everyone out there listening right now, a single thought you have, you don't have full autonomy over that thought. You've been influenced. Yes. Learning is where you attach new learning to pre-existing learning. And so when I state that the process that you will never be ready you either be underprepared or overprepared mm. you have to decide which one would you want to be i know which one i want to be yeah but you're never going to be perfectly ready for that relationship perfectly ready for that dinner perfectly ready for that interview yeah it's impossible you're either going to be underprepared or overprepared. You have to make the decision of what one you're going to be. And once you kind of get over that and similar to Forex trading or any deal in real estate, in working out, as soon as you shift your attention from this is the one workout, this is the trade, this is the deal. And as soon as you start seeing it as one of a series of a thousand trades, one of a thousand real estate Mm -hmm. deals you begin to detach and what i mean by detach you remove your emotions focus on that single effort Mm -hmm. like i'm going to launch my website and when i launch it's going to be perfect when i get up on that ted stage you know it's got to be the one i've got one shot i've got to make it work 
I wasn't ready for that TED talk. I, I talk now, of course. I'd like to think I'm a better speaker now. Absolutely. I think you're really good. (laughs) Thank you. But the idea is, as human beings, we want natural progression. We wake up each day and we want to improve than who we were yesterday. Right? So that imposter syndrome arguably will never go away. And that's okay. Yeah. And one thing you can do is detach yourself from the process. When I say detach yourself, detach your emotions from the process. So instead of tying your identity in to, well, to be a good real estate, you know, um, influencer in the space, mm-hmm. I need X, I need B, da, da, da. Well, as soon as you get that, as you know, even, okay, your mind's all into next. It's all into next. Yeah. next. But that's good. Because once you realize that one deal is just, it's a domino. It's one of many. It's a series. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen when you get to the thousandth deal. I, I can't tell you, <laughs> ah, the epiphany happens. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll kind of wrap it up nicely now. Kevin Hart, I listened to his podcast today on the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, so uh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only I, one. I, I, well, that podcast I need to tap into, but Kevin Hart, I, I just saw him before mm-hmm. the COVID in uh, a 10X growth con. Uh, the guy's a genius. I mean, oh, yeah. He really is. He put me oh. on investing. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me, why'd you bring him up? So Kevin was talking about his back injury. If, okay. if you're not familiar. With the car, car crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll keep it very short because I, rec- I don't want to butcher the story. Go check oh. out his yeah, yeah, story definitely. after you finish this podcast. And Kevin Hart was in a horrific car accident that potentially could have left him paralyzed. And he said the doctor said that his abdominal muscles... And now we don't all picture Kevin as, of course, being this huge guy. But if you do follow Kevin, you do know he's proud about his fitness. They said his abdominal muscles took enough pressure off the impact that if he wasn't as fit as he was, the impact would have broken his entire spine and he would have been paralyzed. The fact of the matter is the 10,000 workouts that he'd done, just to stay in shape, just to stay fit, saved his life in a moment that he never imagined it would, made him realize now that his body, and that's why I love mixed martial arts, and this is where we come back to being underprepared or overprepared. In martial arts, you train an art and put your body on the line for an experience which you hope will never happen. That experience is a, a fight, a fight where you're going to have to defend yourself, right. a loved yeah. one, or even someone else you don't know. Yet you take yourself to training a number of times, go through broken bones, ligaments, stress, etc., preparing for something that may never happen. But what Kevin said was he was so, so, so appreciative of his trainer who came into his life, of the time he spent away from his family to go to the gym, to work on his body, his vehicle, to give it the MOT and the service it deserved. Because when that moment came, and you know, we're not going to bring religion in, you know, universe or God. When that moment came, he was overprepared. You know, he didn't train so that when a car impacted him, that it would protect his spine. Yeah. 
But what he realizes having physical health allows you to be happier because you have more energy, because you're not feeling aches and pains. And if you are, they're good ones. <laughs> but it allows you for that moment, which you didn't plan for, that you're overprepared for. And my mum always said to me, it's better to have it and not need it than to yeah. need it and not have it. Absolutely. And so imposter syndrome, the process, mixed martial arts, how does it all come together? Hopefully I've tied it nicely together. You have. And, and, uh, and I want to make sure that these points don't slip through the cracks. And as you know, I'm yeah. taking labs and you know, as you're talking, you're like dropping all these gems and I'm like, and I'm listening to it and I'm hearing influence, spine, vehicle, body. Mm. And I want to tie it back to, first of all, the emotions part. I want to, I want to just piggyback off that. Cause I've yeah. recently heard um, the way we set goals are very similar to what we talk about the compound effect after we been putting in so much work but I, I recently heard something that was really interesting it's it's falling in um it's it's about being committed to the process not the outcome and i i just think that's so powerful because i think especially during the during these times there's a lot of things we can't control but there's a lot of things you can control right mm. like your day-to-day -day, like you said when we we're offline is you've been able to really focus on yourself and 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 and, and so i i want to tie that thought to the body the vehicle that kevin hart used right and the vehicle that we all have in here and when i introduced you i said it's the most important piece of real estate that we have because yeah. um i'm sitting here with you and you have a bunch of mentors right over your shoulder uh and they're in books and so i want to get into the mind of like how important do you think it has been for you to work on this tool that allows you. And the reason why I think it's so fascinating, this tool allows you to actually get more from books themselves that are vehicles to yeah. where you may want to go. Like how I want to hear it from you. Cause you, you have such a powerful tool. Like how important is awesome. that? Awesome. Well, I'm going to get straight to the why. Mm -hmm. And I never thought this would be my why. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning, Ruben, yeah. the only logical reason you have to fall back on to understand you are you and to act out the day in accordance that you believe is how you should is based on your memory when you go to sleep you go unconscious for depending on how many hours six to eight hours yeah. no one knows where and off Ruben goes during those six to eight hours all we know is after those six to eight hours Ruben wakes back up and the only thing that tells you who you are is your memory. Just think about it. Think about it. Say, for example, you go to sleep tonight and you wake up tomorrow. And you can't remember what's your favorite meal. But you're going to act out the day and you're going to cook something which you think you like. But that's only based on your memories. Now, I know I'm probably striking a lot of fear into people. But now when we look at how fragile and delicate our memories really are, that the only thing we have to fall back on to justify we are who we are, what our beliefs are, is predicated on our memory. And as soon as you start to lose your memory, that's when you realize how important it is. And unfortunately, by that point, it's too late. So I'm, a, and the reason why I'm getting more passionate every single day is prevention is better than cure. Yeah. Whether it comes to finance, whether it comes to health, relationships. Once you start to lose it, there's very little at the moment with the studies. And um, if you don't have the financial backing in neuroscience, 
that can help you realize who you are. Yeah. And so the reason why I throw myself into every single day, learning how I can learn anything faster is because the only real thing we've got right now is this present moment. Yeah. That's the only tangible thing we can hold on to. And Warren Buffett said it best. It's good to learn from your own mistakes. There's nothing stopping you from learning from other people. Yeah. Yeah, And I'll probably paraphrase that. (laughs) No, that's a fact. And it really is. And so for me, I, like anyone, don't know how long I'm going to be here for. Yeah. These books, the greatest minds that have ever blessed this earth, right? They're shortcuts. (laughs) I'm trying to use Pareto's law of 80, 20. Yeah. You know, I'm, le- I'm, I'm probably a month into trading, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to be consuming all the content on indicators. And then if, if I could, <laughs> and then all yeah. the content on risk management and all the content on brokers. No, mm-hmm. I want to find the people, the results that I want. Just like I said to you in a, in a private voice note, right? Yeah, absolutely. I find the people that have the results I want. And I'm going to ask them what they do. Now, not everyone has the luxury of getting a mentor that costs thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. However, books can, but that's only one step. Yeah. And to answer why I do what I do and why I'm so passionate, yeah. really, it's because I want to show people how to apply that. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's what I like about you because you're not just saying it's, you're, you've kind of elevated your brand and what you're due to be yes the foundation or at least that's how i met you is the foundation of speed reading but then it becomes it it turns into the memory like you talk about Mm. acquiring right you talk about consolidation then you talk about um yeah the the recall and then you even go as far as remembering people's names which i think is key because now we start getting into the real okay now Mm. i'm really operating from a different level so i guess for you how much as you said when you're you're acquiring new skills uh, how much are you tapping into a book? If you were kind of do a ratio, tapping into a book versus meeting a mentor and versus, uh, you know, because I, I think that's very important for people to hear. I would say that I learn best from watching yeah. people. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, because what we have to understand is, number one, if you're listening to this and you don't enjoy reading, don't worry, I'm not going to convince you or persuade you. <laughs> like the that. bottom like line that. is, why would I show you how to speed read if you don't enjoy reading? Mm, okay. Because once again, I can't be on your bedside table motivating you to read. Yeah. Real estate, I'm fascinated by it. However, I don't have that passion yet. I'm not going to start learning about it when my why isn't strong enough because there's going to be days where I don't feel like doing it. Mm. And if you do things when you feel like it, you wouldn't do 90% of the things you do. Right. You know, and, I'm not, and that's giving a compliment to everyone listening right now. Yeah. The difference is you have principles. You know, you take your niece to her gym class reluctantly, but there's a principle behind it. And so for me, it's very much the same that books, there's some mediums, which I love reading. I'm going to be honest with you. I started speed reading because I didn't enjoy reading. And I wanted to get through this as quick as I can. <laughs> right? Speed reading isn't pleasurable. It really isn't. And so I'm with everyone who's like, oh, I don't want to read fast. So that's my uh, cynical voice, by the way. Yeah. I always try to put that on. <laughs> oh, I don't want to read fast. The pretentious 
someone so i don't know if i can swear on this podcast i always have Absolutely. to be careful no you can't do it no th- there see, we go. i just i find that so interesting because i always feel that entrepreneurs are scratching their own itch right like that's how yeah. i build a lot of my services like okay this is bothering i mean essentially you know even the course that i your, your course that i went through the reason i find it so fascinating is because i'm trying to find a way to optimize for more time and that was my ted talk right how to how to uh, create more time versus consuming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then that's how I came across you. And and I guess it's just so interesting because I'm always thinking of ways to optimize. Uh, but at the same time, I think the message you're saying to you is you want to make sure you're, you're optimizing for the right medium that's right for you. Definitely. Um, which, definitely. which I think people definitely need to hear that. Let's well, talk about, but, uh, so I'm sorry, you were going to, you were going to add something, Jordan. I love that. I love, I love how socially aware you are, by the way. Like, I've been on a lot of podcasts uh-huh. where I guess, you know, there'll be the occasional mannerism or the stutter to, you know, interject. <laughs> and the uh, interviewee doesn't pick that up and they just go, on to the next thing. No. I love that. I so really that. quickly, I was just going to say, for people who want to learn when their best time is to learn, mm-hmm. I recommend you type into Google chronotype test. Chronotype C H R O N O. I think. Yep. <laughs> and then type. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Test. He said it was a reader, not a writer, y'all. That's right. <laughs> or spelling bee. God, my grammar is horrendous. <laughs> I can hard. speak for days, but <laughs> spell for days. Mm-mm. I know where my strengths are. So yeah, that's good. Before you even sit down and do anything, and like, okay, I'm going to start a new habit. I'm going to have this mm-hmm. new schedule. I'm going to wake up early. No, don't wake up early. Do you know? Is that when you do your best work? And we won't go into it now because, of course, it's, it'll take up another half an hour. Yeah. But in your own time, go search your chronotype. The simplest way to find out when you do your best work is, one, mm-hmm. audit your day-to-day. Now, we have the luxury in lockdown to not, self-isolate but to self-evaluate go to bed when you're tired wake up when your body wakes up sounds quite dangerous go to sleep when you're tired wake up when your body wants to wake up do this for quite a few days why do you say that why do you say that by the way i want to make sure i don't that one doesn't slip through the crash why why is that important it's important because we have fallen in love and arguably entrepreneurship has been romanticized Absolutely. I'm not, like, I'm not saying anything new here, right? Yeah, no, I like it. No, this is a great conversation, though. We don't, we get, let's un- unfold it. Let's unfold it. Awesome. Because what we see is like entrepreneurs who drop out of uni. And it's this kind of thing, oh, yeah, I've got to drop out of uni to start my business. But we don't hear about the millions of entrepreneurs who drop out of uni and don't make it. Yes. It's the same with this 5 a.m. club. Right? The, the Miracle you, Morning. Yeah. <laughs> and the benefits. Yeah, and, and that's fine. What happens is people are looking for a definitive answer. For yes. definitive result. Okay. I like this. Yep. I'm about to bring it back to trading, right? Everyone is searching for the one strategy that is going to ensure a return on their investment. Real estate. Everyone's looking for the one tool, the one mentor, the one silver bullet. Arguably, you believe you more than anyone else. And to add on to that, you can lie to you better than anyone else can. Mm. And this comes back to our cognitive biases. We all have them. Geek alert. Now, a cognitive bias, we all have them, but you just need to be aware of them because they can be dangerous. 
Yeah, what is it, like 26 or something like that? 27? They keep adding them every other day, yeah. the more papers you read. And yeah. <laughs> to keep it all surface level, and we can always come back to this. Yeah. The cognitive bias would be, okay, I've seen that Jordan Harry wakes up at 5 a.m. and he gets massive results. I struggle, but I want those benefits. So I'm going to read and support my cognitive bias that waking up in the morning are more benefits so that I can fall in line and get over the resistance to activity by supporting my cognitive bias at 5am is a good time to wake up. Mm. You will purposely not read any articles that tell you how damaging it is to wake up at 5am. And I promise you they're out there, but as humans, we have confirmation bias. Yes. We want to confirm what we already quote unquote know. We don't like being wrong. Of course we don't. <laughs> oh, this is this is so good though. You're you're dropping you're you're like dropping gems where we can go down these I gave an alert. that I love. I, I gave know. an alert. Listen. What do you want me to do? <laughs> no, the reason why this is important, um, we we talk about this all the time. Like I think this is the danger of to be honest, the social media. Uh, because you listen to a guy like Gary Vee and you're like, Oh yeah, okay, fuck fuck what my parents said. Like, you're right. Like I gotta go against the grain. And or you gotta it and it's just like it's so convincing that this is the only way but you need to remember mm. this is what worked for them and then and then let me add another thing hindsight is 2020 and a lot of the advice sometimes they forget that they had to go through a to z they're telling you the z and they're forgetting that one day or at one point they did you know so yeah. i have it, it's that, that one I think is so important and I'm so glad you touched on that uh, because I think everybody thinks that, you know, an entrepreneur has got to wake up at 5 a.m. to be successful. No, actually, I have a business partner. He just literally he does, as you said, like, he, he, and he works late too. But that's interesting because I know you study the mind a lot and yeah. a lot of people say that uh, you're not productive anymore past the time that you're in right now, 11 p.m. You're, you're, you can say you are, but you're, yeah. but you're not. I don't know. I don't know where we can take this from because I think there's just, I think to sum it up and maybe you can correct me is yeah. to, to know yourself. And that's really important. I think, right? Like For knowing sure. yourself. Well, you know, on that point, yeah. And hopefully I get to make it onto one of those cool little short content pieces. Cause I love the <laughs> intro music. So you better play the intro music just now. Right. <laughs> and I'll start now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to say two things right now. And I want to see what people say in the comments. Uh-huh. Number one, your willpower is the strongest in the morning. Therefore, you should do the most important thing first thing in the morning. So if you believe it's number one, say number one in the comments, because I need to know. Yeah. Number two, your willpower increases throughout the day, because the more tasks you accomplish, the more sense of self-worth you have. Mm. And willpower is a muscle. The more you use it when you open the fridge and you say no to the piece of cake and you yeah. actually grab the soy milk instead. I love almond. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> You've exercised your willpower. It's gotten stronger. It's gotten stronger. Type two in the comments. Because I'm with the two party. And there's this little voice. We're always negotiating with ourselves. Mm-hmm. I went to get a kebab today with my girl. Now, I know I didn't need the kebab. And I didn't need to spend the money. And I got food at the house. And it's that voice in your head who's like, don't do it. You know you're going to feel crappy afterwards. So don't, don't do it. Like, you don't need it. Yeah. And yet we still do it. And then we still feel bad. And we knew we were going to feel bad. 
and we have no one to blame but ourselves and yeah. we are constantly in this negotiation with ourselves but okay so so this is interesting because you're saying yeah we're so you brought up a, a, a key point and that's discipline right mm. and so how do i know because because what i'm getting from this and correct me if i'm wrong jordan i'm getting okay go where there's less friction you 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 want to be able to be consistent in what you're doing so you want to mm-hmm. go with what works with you right mm-hmm. but then how do you uh and, I, and i'm going to twist this back to kind of what you talk about how do i stop a bad habit or how do i discipline myself to maybe wake up early because i know i'm going to be more productive you know if i feel yeah. i should sleep in like where's that medium of of going with what works for you or and adding some adversity to your life yeah healthy adversity of course 100 percent. i i generally believe we should be moving more towards stress as human beings we've gotten too soft Mm. i'll say that plainly you know we do need to reset our thermostat and i believe a lot of people's thermostats have been reset and when i say thermostat let's say 100 degrees fahrenheit not celsius (laughs) fahrenheit (laughs) is the worst thing that's happened in your life okay 100 degrees fahrenheit is you lost your sister Okay. Now, a lot of people, that's their ceiling. Ceiling, so. Mm-hmm. What I mean by resetting your thermostat is realizing, and I'm not taking away anyone's moment of grief, okay, because it, it's important that we all grieve. But what you need to realize in that moment that, especially what's going on right now, yes. things can always be worse. And then what happens, whether you go camping and you realize, oh, wow, I've got it pretty easy. Right. Or your phone breaks and now you realize, wow, I had it pretty easy. Is your thermostat gets reset. And now your sister's death compared to someone losing their entire family in a horrendous accident doesn't actually seem too bad. Hmm. And, I'm, and I don't, let's say that I don't want to take any away from people's grief. Yeah. But what's really important, as we're talking about right now, is it's perspective. Yeah. It is perspective. Whatever happens in a situation, there is no such thing that says that situation is good or bad. Some people don't want to hear this right now. And I, and I, I love this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I want to involve yeah. myself in the conversation. Don't think that I know the answers because I definitely don't. Yeah. I love starting these conversations where who said that situation is bad, positive or good? Who said going into a deal and you blew your savings account on that deal? was mm-hmm. a bad thing. No one said that was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You've interpreted that situation as a negative. Yeah. And a lot of people can be like, oh, but Jordan, it's so easy for you to say, because yeah, rightly so, there are some horrendous situations that go on that can only be argued as pure evil. Mm-hmm. But yet there's still some people who don't see it as evil. Yeah. So it's always our perception on the situation so to come back to waking up early in the morning you really have to think to yourself is it really that hard to wake up early if you want and remember if you want to wake up early in the morning yeah you know i mean play this game with yourself and um it's quite a dark game but picture you're not a kenyan child who has to walk several miles to collect water to bring back to his dying family every day. I haven't made that scenario up. I promise you that scenario is going on right now. Yep. And you'll probably check yourself again 
when you complain about it being cold outside and you're going for that jog and you'll appreciate the fact that you've got shoes to go for your jog, which comes on to a great proverb, which I'd love to wrap up with. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there once was a man who had no shoes and he walked around complaining. Rightly so, he had no shoes. Yet, as he was walking down the street, he saw another man, equally sad, who had no feet. And he soon realised he had nothing to be sad about. So I guess this comes into hopefully a little bit of motivation for people. Yeah, no, especially during these times. I I, I think people need to hear that. And that's exactly Mm. how you and I started um, our conversation about how, you know, not being a victim and how during these times there's something you can make out of it, right? Um, We'll be right back. So I want to talk real quick about what I admire the most and what you've been able to do. Um, you're, let's talk about real quick speed reading. Um, cool. We'll pick the mood up away from death. I, I know, no, but it, it, it goes back to discipline. I, I, mean, I feel that I'm yeah. a pretty disciplined person, but I can't shut that damn vocalization when, okay. <laughs> when, when I'm reading and, I, and I'm trying and, 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 and I'm giving me some inspiration. Um, to 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 keep it up can you hear me okay okay mm-hmm. someone might go out um i'm hoping you can give those listeners and myself a little selfish yeah. motives right, uh, how do i flex this this muscle this really important muscle in my brain mm-hmm. and, and what are some tips that you can give to listeners uh because we know this is a key to what we talked about a a, a laboratory full of mentors and, and gems and shortcuts yeah. Definitely, definitely. need the juice. Give us the juice, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So number (laughs) one is we need to start that habit. So you want to start tiny habits. Okay. Okay, so reduce the resistance to activity. You need to have a book in arm's reach. Okay, no excuse. Because the number one reason why people aren't reading enough or they're reading faster is you're not reading. So if you say you want to read, you're making it hard for yourself. Why? Well, okay, the books are in the office. How much time do you spend in the office? Oh, I'm working in the office. Okay. Well, where do you say out of mind? Yeah. Yeah. So either have a book by your bedside table, Mm -hmm. have a book in a bag when you're commuting, when we are out of lockdown. So that's number one. Number two is the tiny habit. Okay. So number one, reduce resistance to activity. Number two, tiny habits. I want you to read for two minutes every day. Reason why I say two minutes is it so small of a task that you're more likely to open the book showing the principle of building a habit, consistency? Okay, if you can open a book for two minutes every single day, that habit's going to start to consolidate. Once you're probably a minute or two minutes in, you're over the resistance to activity. They've found studies between 30 to 90 seconds. There's this massive resistance to start there's this pain in our brain that's telling us oh go check your facebook messages go get that dopamine hit because our brains don't want us to feel pain yeah they're smart so they want to move us towards something that we get pleasure from but what so many people find is they put something off for so long they then sit down to do it it takes them 15 minutes and they gave it a month to do and like ah, it was that easy right <laughs> yeah so number one, reduce the resistance to activity by making reading a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. 
Number two, tiny habits. And number three, we want to reduce that voice inside your head when you're reading. <laughs> now, a lot of people are like, what voice inside my head? Oh, well, I have, I've had the voice. I've been misled to have had that voice and I should have never had it in the first place. <laughs> Well, quick question. Is it your voice you're hearing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love Thank to hear God. my voice too. <laughs> I was going to say, you're beyond problem. my help. You're beyond my help if it's not your voice. <laughs> oh, those are great though. Uh, I, I relate um, those. Yep. So and that voice, you we got to break that voice. So we got to get rid of that voice. Yeah. I'm about to show you how. Okay. It's a ton of volume. So that voice in our head, the reason why we have to reduce it is because we can only talk at a certain speed. And it's your Tony Robbins. We can only talk between 150 to 250 words per minute. Yeah. And there's no shame in that because arguably it's been programmed into us from an early age. Learn reading out loud. There you go. Ruben, it's almost like I planted you and you knew the answer. (laughs) Well-trained, well-trained. What can I say? (laughs) My man's gone through the course. Yeah. So the idea is, in school, we're all taught to read aloud for the teacher to assess our comprehension and what you're capable to read in your head. And so we do so, but yet we never have a class called reading past the age of 12, unless optionally you go out your way. But yet every other subject gets progressively harder. So we're expected to keep up with this reading speed of a 12-year-old, reading inside our heads, reading at that limit of 250 words per minute so tip number one change your environment create an environment where it's consistent now consistency is completely down to the individual you might prefer a library complete silence you might prefer a coffee shop now there's been studies that have shown coffee shops and lo-fi music if you're not familiar with lo-fi oh it's godsend. <laughs> Type it into Spotify. I'm biased. I love it. <laughs> All right, Are you familiar with lo-fi beats? I'm. I'm thinking. Uh, there's. I don't know if it's like. Lo- I'm listening to one that's called Lofi right now. Lofi. Oh, there you go. Pronounced differently. Yeah, lo-fi, lofi. No, 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 no. But it's actually the. That's the name of the chan. Uh, the YouTube. It's kind of like. Um, ah. It's. Uh, oh gosh. It's. It's called Lofi. I guess that's what it is. Lofty L-O- hip hop music. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's the one that's no mine. No words. Just, just chill background music. Good. Okay. So maybe I'm, I'm, I've been pronouncing wrong the entire time. Well, lofi, lofi. Type in Spotify, no affiliation between myself and Ruben. Now, <laughs> other than what advocates, what they found Absolutely. is with classical music, uh-huh. lofi, mm-hmm. and music that is in a certain beats per minute with no lyrics yeah gets our brain into an alpha state Mm. okay and i'm not going to go too deep but an alpha state gets us into this concentrated but relaxed state of mind like rhythm right yeah this Mm. flow term Mm. the beautiful thing about this is when you're listening to this music it's very hard to listen to that voice inside your head oh so i can shut off my own uh my man that's See, right. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Because uh, you also talked about tapping while reading or something, trying to get like a stimulus. I, I guess that's you know I don't know if that's that's what it yeah. is because you could probably explain it cool. better than what my thoughts are. But is that the idea to just get 
distracted slightly into what you're reading yeah so the idea is real simple and it actually ties into once again going to the coffee shop listen mm-hmm. to lofi it's because it's impossible for our brain to focus a hundred percent cognitive effort on two tasks at once wow god damn i need to do more podcasts at this time <laughs> wow you're just you might be a night owl that's what you might be me wow <laughs> i forget so waking up <laughs> telling me yeah I'm leaving the 6 a.m. club. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is simple. Our brains can't focus on two tasks with 100% cognitive effort at one time. One has to sacrifice. If you don't believe me, when you're next on the motorway and you're speaking with your partner, you can hold yeah. a pretty good conversation. Yeah. But then as soon as you come into a little bit of traffic, that conversation goes over your head. And then you have to focus more on what's going on on the road. So whilst you're on the motorway and the road's clear, 30% of your cognitive energy is spent driving mm-hmm. and you've probably driven 10 minutes and you're like, I can't remember what I did. And 70% of your cognitive effort has been on talking to the person next to you. This shift is constantly going on throughout our entire lives. As humans, we love to change our homeostasis. We love to change our internal balance. That's why we, yeah. we drink, we take drugs, we get mm-hmm. stimulants because we don't like to feel like we're plateaued. Yeah. Right. Things have either got to be great or dismal. <laughs> we don't like things in the middle, but to bring it back. So listening to the music, going to the coffee shop, what it does is it's a small, low level cognitive distraction. So the conversation in the coffee shop next to you, is just loud enough where you have to focus a little bit harder on the work you're doing because if you don't, you're going to get distracted by the conversation. Wow. There's no big science behind that. As opposed to going to a library where it's dead silent and all you find is your mind wanders left, right, center. It's like meditation. (laughs) Yeah. Which, yeah, there's a time and place for that meditation where you let these thoughts come. Not when you are doing an important task, (laughs) not when you're doing important work. Yeah. Right? So you need to introduce these low-level cognitive distractions into your environment. Music is one. You've got the beats playing in the background. Your brain is having to block it out by focusing more on the work you're doing. Number two, pressing the tip of your tongue. I gave this one to Uh, the top of your palate. Right now, I'm going to go a step further. One, pressing your tongue to the top of your mouth requires very little cognitive energy. But number two, watch when people are reading. Don't be too creepy about it. Make sure you look away at intervals. Yeah, whilst they're reading, their mouths are doing auditory reassurance. Now, arguably, if you're listening to this podcast and you comprehend it, you can speak English. There is no reason for you to use your vocal muscles or your jaw muscles to pronounce the words whilst you're reading. We do this to reassure ourselves, but we don't know we're doing it. So one thing you can do to stop that is by pressing the tongue to the top of your mouth while you remove the ability to go. And if you're listening to this, I'm moving my mouth, by the way. Um, so those are two tips let's give you a free rule of three we love to chunk things with memory that's how we remember the most so number one do you remember Ruben what number one is 
Number one, you want to have it your environment. It's got to be close. Right? You've got to be able to grab a, grab a book right away. Arms reach, yeah. arms reach. Put it in your environment. That's right. Number two, Oof. for getting rid of that voice in our head. Yeah. Um, you want to lo- lo-fi. Shout out to lo-fi. Lo-fi hip-hop. Just the That's environment's right. got to be, you got to have a stimulant, right? Either tongue up to the roof of your mouth, tapping mm-hmm. your leg, lo-fi hip-hop in the background. That's right. right. How am I doing? How am I doing? You're doing well. Two for two. Number three. (laughs) Number three is go faster. Sounds easy. Sounds simple. This is the one where, and and if you're listening, you're probably um, can relate and hopefully uh, I'm bringing some light, but you know, it's one of those things that you talk about where going faster is going to flex that muscle so that yes, you might be missing a few things, but you're, you're forcing yourself, right? Getting yourself out of the comfort zone to start learning how to, for your eyes to scan faster is that am mm-hmm. i right on that or you're spawn there's a lot going on there's a lot going yeah. on with that the simplest technique people can use right now is use a pacer and what i mean by pacer is i want you to use your finger hmm. and i want you to run it under the sentence that you're reading just like that fingertip moving it at a speed where you comprehend yeah because most people when they're reading they don't know how fast or slow they're reading they just read they get to the bottom of the page, they rub their eyes, and they have to shut the book. Yeah. Right. And the reason for that is because our eyes are designed to follow smooth motion. Okay. We have four muscles behind our eyeballs. Just like any muscle, mm-hmm. if it moves inefficiently, it will get tired very quickly. Oh, okay. For us to read faster, because that voice can't keep up when it's past 250 words per minute. So if you're able to read faster by using a visual guide and like Ruben said, the key thing is you're using this on training material to begin with. Okay, please, please, please don't read a journal, article, PDF, which you actually need to comprehend and refer back to. Yeah. And if you do, read it twice. Yeah. And arguably, the time it takes you to read it twice, an average reader would have read it once. So the idea is flex your reading speed. Hmm. I listened to a great audio book and I'll leave it on this point. And the audio book was all about how to learn anything faster. Nothing exciting, right? And the guy was breaking down fascinating techniques from learning musical instruments to language. And he got onto touch typing, how to type faster. I'm a geek in a way of you. I'm like you, but really? I'm looking, how can I do <laughs> this task in the quickest way possible? Right. So he was talking about touch typing and he said the principle for touch typing correlates to the principle to learning anything faster. What you need to do is get past the okay plateau. Short content piece. Okay. (laughs) You're making this real easy for the team. (laughs) Never had it this easy, guys. (laughs) Chop it up. Fingers crossed. So the okay plateau, how does this relate to touch typing? How can learning how to type faster Transform the way you learn. What happens is the way we learn to type, we get to a certain speed of typing that we're comfortable with, that we don't make too many mistakes with, and fairly fast. And arguably 99% of the listeners listening to this right now haven't looked into touch typing, haven't even contemplated about increasing the speed they can type. And if they have, they haven't actually followed it through. 
And the reason is we hit an okay plateau. We do this in every area of our life. We reach a certain level and we're okay with that. I'm not here telling you that's a bad thing. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd actually be disastrous and destructive if everything in our life we were constantly looking for the next level, next level, next level. However, if you want to learn how to type faster, what do you think's the number one thing you got to do, Ruben? Type fast. <laughs> type faster. <laughs> and make a lot of mistakes, right? That's Make a lot of mistakes. Right, don't go back for, to fix it. Just type away as you go and maybe fix it later, yeah. I, I guess. For sure. That's literally how you get past the okay plateau. Yeah. You have to do something you've never done before. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah. Einstein called that insanity. Absolutely. If you want to type faster, type faster. I understand you're going to make mistakes. But the theory of relativity is once you reach a certain speed of typing, when you then slow down a little bit, which would have been a little bit faster than your previous, that now feels a lot more comfortable. You're still going faster, but it's slower compared to what you were doing yes. when you were making mistakes. I hope. Yeah, I hope yeah no, you, you analyzed this in the past, uh, and I loved how you said it. You talked about when you're driving fast on the freeway or something, and then you slow yeah. down, and, and you could just, uh, or it was the other way around, but one of those two. Your spot. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, your spot. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that going from zero to 90 miles per hour seems yeah. fast and out of control, and it should. Yeah. But then going from 90 miles per hour to 60 miles per hour seems quite slow. Mm -hmm. But yet you're going 60 miles per hour faster than what you were doing at the beginning of your journey. But it's relativity. Because as human beings, once again, back to memory, mm -hmm. the only reason you and I know this is a really good conversation yeah. is because it's better than the ones we've had in the past. Mm -hmm. This is now the gold standard. The next mm -hmm. conversation I have with someone on a podcast it's going to be compared to this. We do this in our relationships. We're happy, hopefully, with our current partners because they're better than our exes. Yeah. And if you unfortunately decide to, or fortunately decide to separate from your partner, you should have an inclination to look for someone better than your ex. Mm -hmm. It's all relative. All relative. That's that's awesome, man. Uh, you speak with such purpose, and I, I can't re I respect you enough for it, and, and uh, tremendously for it. And one of the things I want to transition as we transition into the keeping it real segment, and and we've been on this for for a while now. But um, one thing that stuck out to me as I was kind of going through your content is, uh, you know, you talked about standing out for the right reasons, and I think um, it, it was so so powerful, and I think everyone should should really hear that and, and especially during these times where i think people are really looking for leaders um do you want to talk about how that had like an impact on you because I, I and you've done such a tremendous job with your company and your personal development which i always say your company is a reflection of the personal development that it really is i truly believe that of, yeah. of, of yourself right that you've invested now you're kind of putting it out there as a service as a business a reflection of you so yeah talk to me about that and why that was so pivotal uh uh, for, for you to stand out for the right reasons? I'd like to say that it's always hard to say there was one moment that defined yeah. why I thought like that yeah. and why I am the way I am. But yeah. primarily, um, what really stuck with me was, and still, once again, contextual. I understand it's not how much money you make, it's how you make it. Mm -hmm. 
it's not a fancy quote. It's definitely not my own. I'd love to coin it myself. Right? It's not how much money you make, it's how you make it. Now, I've reached a level where I've made enough money where I live below my means, right? So now I'm in a position where doing the right thing is always the right thing. Now that might mean that you leave money on the table. Now, if anyone's following you, they know full well, just like I do, about the sales coaches you've had on board. And they're probably watching this, wishing they could virtually slap me. Don't tell people to leave money on the table, right? But at the end of the day, I'm not religious. And I believe in the universe. And I believe in consistent, massive effort in your perceived direct direction mm-hmm. of your outcome. And so for me, Gary V installed this, you know, once again, influences when I reflect on this. And um, it's a difficult one to say because where I am now, speaking from the present moment, right, it's easy for me to say that what I'm doing is the right thing. Yeah. It feels right in this moment. Like study fast, teaching people memory and speed reading, that's what I enjoy. That's what makes me feel good. Now, the moment it no longer makes me feel good, I have to have that self-awareness to know, to pull the plug mm-hmm. and move on, right? And so, unfortunately, I feel there's a lot of pressure that we put upon ourselves more than anything that we come back to the identity that I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the giver, and that actually being selfish, I shouldn't be doing that, right? And the thing that makes me sleep well at night is when I'm nice to people, it makes me feel good. And potentially even you'll agree, when you open the door for, let's just go with gender roles, for a lady, just for the purpose of the example, how do you feel when you open the door for a lady? Just a warm feeling of yeah. warm. Yeah. yeah, you feel good. You feel warm. Right. Now, arguably, you've, you've opened the door for the lady because you, you are a good person and, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to do. But it's also part of your subconscious that has done it for yourself mm. to prove to Ruben that you are a good person. Right. And I always say when I have a bad day, I double down on getting back to everyone. I double down on doing favors. I double down on working with a client and not always having a instant return on investment, financial um, brand exposure, just because I'm having a bad day and I do something nice for someone, it makes me feel good. Now you can potentially flip this and be like, Oh, Jordan, you know, everything you do now is all selfish. Yes. Arguably everything. Look, whoever told you the world doesn't revolve around you was lying (laughs) (laughs) because the world revolves around you. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting you say that because I think we can talk about that and be like, you know, doing good does make you feel fulfilled. Therefore, it, it's like an ongoing loop of what makes you feel good. And hopefully it is good so more people can benefit from your fulfillment yeah. of doing good, uh, which I can say right now in the lab that you feeling good about what you do has made me feel not only wonderful like i love going through your stuff and your content and your courses and, and you've added tremendous value uh so i, I commend you for that man and uh, yeah. seriously well i'm gonna um, get you on the weekly coaching because we need to 
I need you, you on a weekly basis. I need you to meet the community. I'm I would love to. There, man. Look, I'm on a record, so we'll follow yeah. up. We'll on, on, we got it on an air. It's got to get done now. Let's go to core yeah. rapid fire questions, man. This is cool. about you, man. Uh, look, what you speak so well. You're seriously. I mean this. Like I have tons of people who come in and live. I, I love how you present yourself. Uh, on top of the reading, you're a great speaker. Who's your favorite speaker of all time? You have one. You'd ask me if you know. If you'd ask me that a month ago, yeah. And I'm oh, I'm kicking myself that I've only come into contact with this incredible human. Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Jordan, really? You're going to be kicking Jordan yourself Peterson. when you find him. Jordan now, Peterson. anyone who's listening who knows Jordan Peterson, controversial at times. You know, mm. some people are going to say, oh, you know, he's anti-female rights. He's anti-gender rights. Mm-hmm. Um, pronouns. You know, he's very big on, he's not going to call you. Yeah, um, by what you he want. or she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because if you wanted to be 60, could you? Well, no, it's my age. Exactly. Two different, you know, we won't get into that now. How Jordan speaks and his grasp of the English language and his understanding, he's a psychiatrist and psychologist. Um, He talks on a vast variety of topics, topics which are controversial, topics which can lead to... um, there's no other way to say it, arguments and conflict. Yet, him being a devoted Christian and still taking this kind of sociology perspective Mm. on situations blows my mind. And so I'm a big believer in we are the sum of the five people we spend our time with, reading books, watching, listening. Jordan Jordan Peterson is someone I hang out with. Yeah, he doesn't know me. I don't know him personally. Yeah, Yeah, I'm listening to how he talks. I'm listening to how he thinks. I love that. And um, ever so quickly on a previous podcast, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's changed my beliefs." But now I think about it, he's only just reinforced what I already. Ah, that's still. I mean, we talked about that. One of the Mm. cognitive biases, right? Mm -hmm. Reinforcement. Uh, Yeah, and enlightenment of something we've already thought. That's another yeah. podcast. I want to talk about that. Mine, mine, by the way, is Tom Bilio. I don't know if you know him. Bilio? Yeah. He's such a great speaker. Uh, a, a listener, even, I would say. And a, a good speaker is a great listener. And I think that's important for me because I have, I have a lot of people who come in here and speak. So, um, you're, you're tremendous. I mentioned this earlier because I've studied Larry King and yeah. he never learned anything whilst he was talking. Well, no one does. Yeah. And, um, that's where I love to ask the podcaster some questions so I can learn just as much because arguably we're in an exchange right now of knowledge and you're getting much more knowledge from me than I'm getting from you. Now, of course, I don't mind that. I love this man. Yeah. That's why I'm going to get you in our weekly coaching for free so I can learn from you too. I'm going to get you to talk to my audience. And um, that's a skill in itself. Absolutely. And there's techniques people could do which is to pause for a couple of seconds after you've spoken. Silence is okay. People aren't okay with this. People often want to speak into the silence when really it lets the point just kind of sink in. Mm. And it also avoids interrupting the other person. Now, if you've been listening this far, congratulations. But you'll find Ruben and I haven't actually 
interrupted one another. You know, we yeah. haven't talked over each other. No, it's been a great pace. Now, arguably, Ruben's a lot better listener than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I, I'm learning. I just, I just know, know the, uh, when, you know, I know who, who's in the room and who, who should be talking, who should be listening. So that's why I choose to listen. But um, favorite book? I'm very, very curious. Do you have a favorite book? I mean, look, I know we consume tons of books, but is there one right now that's kind of sticks out of your mind? I mean, why did I not thought of this before? Why has no one asked me this before? <laughs> you the re- I mean, <sighs> Damn. I'll leave it I at like that. that. You know what? I've got a recommended book list. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I put that together, but the problem is in what context? But, okay, that's let me, true. Let me that's true. The book it that could be, yeah, that's, I'm sorry. That's very true. Cause it could be, I mean, I guess I'm just a personal development junkie. Yeah. So that's all I read. And maybe that's one thing where I'm actually trying to tap into more like history and stuff, to be honest, to be more aware. Uh, but I'm a personal development junkie. Like all those books in the back there. Yep. Uh, influence. Yep. Uh, I'm just, if you're, if you guys are listening to this, I'm, I'm creeping over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> Yo, I don't know whether that's something we should be proud of or um, yeah. Yeah, ashamed absolutely. of. No, no, this is this is this is the lab. This is what it looks like. The lab is. I got traffic secrets under here. I got the millionaire success habits. Yes. I have an old the secrets under here, which <laughs> wow! I just kind of pulled it as a. Stack. Imagine if we had the same books under our laptops. Oh my god! Stop! Stop! Ugh. That'd be just creepy. You're um, telling me. Do you do you have one that that comes yeah. to mind, brother? Um. I'm going to be annoying. I'm going to say two. So number one for business and I guess perception of what business could be coming from zero was Tim Ferriss for have a work week. Ah, okay. A guy who had zero understanding of the world of work on, you know, a student reading that book. It's a book I'm going to have to come back to because it, there's different stages of your life, traveling, and when you do come into money, what you can do with your money. Yeah. But he made me realize, and funny enough, in his book, in introductory pages, don't know if you remember, he talks about how he taught speed reading seminars at his wow. university and charged $90. That page alone gave me the idea to charge £9 per student at my uni, because no student was going to pay £90 in the UK. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you how this is like not by chance. The, the, literally, when you look at the list of things I was I was putting together for my TED talk was Tim Ferriss, the Four Hour yeah. Work Week, How to Read a Book a Day, Ty Lopez. Came across you, wow. uh, and uh, it, and it, and for me, it's the VA world, the virtual assistant, because that, that's how the agency began. Yeah, and it's just it's just so. I mean, you can make this up. This synergy, it's unbelievable. For sure. So that's number one. Number two. Yeah, join number one for life is the man search for meaning by victor or oh, i don't want to butcher his last name it's a, i want to say he was a german jew mm-hmm. during the holocaust in a concentration camp now i do apologize if i'm butchering his last name but a man search for meaning man and search for meaning. it's an easy read in terms of font size and page number no more than 300 pages quite big font and the book is very i'm going to simplify it just so i can tease people so the book is about a psychiatrist german jew think victor frankel by the way there you go victor frankel excellent Mm -hmm. and so he got sent to the concentration camp had 
privileges and was treated better than the other prisoners, right? Emphasis on better. Mm -hmm. Now, what's beautiful about his autobiography as a survivor was he talks, and there's this defining part of the book, which I'd love to share, was he remembered the night that he was sleeping next to one of his friends who had died, because remember their bodies are on top of each other. It's a, yeah. For a book that doesn't have any images, it's incredible what our minds can do. And on the other side, he had friends around him who were, I guess, disposing of their feces around them. And that's where infections then grew and people were dying and you would have to lay upon dead bodies and he would use dead bodies to keep himself warm. And during that night, he woke up pushed the body off him and he looked out to the field and for a split moment even though he'd been separated from his partner no idea if she was alive or dead no idea what happened to her body or when he was next gonna see her the simple moment of the idea that he might see her again and the beautiful landscape that he saw ahead of him when he woke up how there was dew on the grass, the sun was just rising. There was silence, nothing but the birds. For that split moment, he was happy. And in that moment, he realized that even in the most dire, traumatic, heartbreaking situation a human could be in, there could still be happiness and and pleasure arguably i'd love that word magic blew my mind because when i was reading that book and this talks about thermostat i had an argument with my ex-girlfriend and thought about breaking up with her now put that in perspective i'm laying in bed angry frustrated and i'm reading this book i don't think i've complained about anything that's gone wrong in my life for more than a couple of minutes. Because in every moment, perspective. It goes back to perspective. Perspective. So, so So those are the two books. So fitting for these times. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So Man's Search for Meaning will help. It's not an advice book. It doesn't give you any tips. It's an autobiography. It will reset your thermostat. I promise you that much. I love it. I love it. What's the, what's the best habit that serves you every day, Jordan? Best habit that serves me every single day mm. is I schedule my priorities. I don't let my priorities schedule me. Mm. I literally live off Stephen Covey's time matrix. Oh, yeah. Take that okay. down. Okay. Mm. Intro music. Let's go. <laughs> These are the rapid fire questions. You're gonna, <laughs> we're going to have to re- rep- uh, repurpose like 10 podcasts from this. This is great. No, so many Excellent. gems. That, okay, we'll, we'll make sure we include that in the show notes for sure. Super. What's the, what's the best tool that helps you excel throughout the day? Trello. So I use Trello. Nice. Actually, let's take Trello aside because I don't want to give any light to software. Mm. Writing down what I need to do. Using Stephen Covey's time matrix, mm-hmm. you can go search that. We don't want to eat into people's time anymore. And plus, be an independent learner. Go find out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So what I do is, this is coming from a memory coach, a coach that advocates getting away from digital dementia and Mm -hmm. is now telling you 
to write things down. And yes, because if you look at some of the most successful people, they don't make many decisions on a daily basis. We've all heard Mark Zuckerberg wears the same top. We've all heard Steve Jobs had the turtleneck. Obama wore the same suit for his entire presidency. No one really noticed, right? Wow. And so what great leaders and great entrepreneurs, or shall I say doers, do is they limit the number of decisions they have to make in a day. And one thing you can do to help with that cognitive energy is as soon as you need to do something, why waste cognitive energy using memory techniques to hold on to take the dog for a walk, to post something on Twitter, to change the link in your newsletter, write it down, move on, come back to it later date, it's there. And just like your external environment, a messy desk is a reflection of your internal mind. It's the same the other way around. If your internal mind is cluttered with all these to-dos, because everyone's busy, well, find some sort of system to structure those to-dos. Declutter your mind so you can walk around and I can have this conversation with you now. I'm not remembering anything other than being present in this moment. Mm, present. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is so good. Uh, no, this this is so good. We we talk about and and what you what you were talking about too is removing friction, like like removing friction is, yeah. is so important. Uh, I, I live a very simple life. I've same breakfast every morning, <laughs> and how long it takes me, I do it the quickest I can. Everything's set up in my space I need. I've got my water filled up, so I don't have to go to the kitchen for my bottle up. Get distracted with a conversation by my mum. Then she asked me to go shop. You really need to look at your lifestyle. How can you yeah. do your best work? How do you do your best work, Ruben? It's funny you say that because I actually use this. Uh, I split it into, like, you'll see all these notebooks. I just have yeah. them here for different projects. But I use choir.io, which is a CRM for, for the team. It's fantastic. It's like yeah. the reason why I love it, it's like a list and then sub, sub list within them and they collapse. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like a... And then it has Kanban boards as well. Uh, but, that's, that. but I'm very, um, like, I'm a madman when it comes to just having pieces of paper on my desk. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's exactly what I do. And, and, but I, I'm still hacking away. Like, uh, I, I love to keep you in this group. I have a friend who's, like, super productive. And he has all these application tools that he uses. And I'd love to share them with you and share them with the rest yeah. of the audience. Because I think we could go on for, for, for quite, quite some time. But, yeah, no, I... I try my best, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to optimize every single day, my friend. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yeah. Is be one percent better. If you are better than the person you were yesterday, you're winning. Absolutely. You're winning. Absolutely. So this this is actually probably going to be one of my favorite questions because your superpower is what I would want my superpower to be. So I would love to hear if you, if you could have. And when I say that, guys, to preface for your listening is this. Gentleman in front of me can, I think your reading speed is what fifteen hundred words per minute. Like, yeah, maximum. if I if I could I do that, which is where I want to get to, that would be a superpower. If I can get through as much knowledge as I, you know, one of them. I, to be honest, quite frankly, my superpower would be to convince anybody. Convince. That's the power. Uh, Influence right behind the you. right thing. <laughs> yeah, the right thing. That's, yeah. that's really. But for you, 
you already have my superpower. So if you had one superpower that you could have uh, in your business or in, 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 in the world, uh, what would that be? And maybe in the world might take us to a kind of a, to, to let's, let's just focus yeah, in your of life course. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course, if I had one superpower in the world, of course, if you yeah. take away all poverty, exactly. well, then again, exactly. Exactly. is that possible? Yeah. We won't get to that. Exactly. So I was like, ah, oh, God, let me just. <laughs> in my life, realistically, and that is yeah. the book that I've got right now, I'm a big believer in just in time information, not just in case. I'm not sure that I follow. Okay. So, just in time information, I'm right now trying to master. Forex trading. I'm trying to become more financially literate. Yeah. So when I go to my Amazon wish list, why would I buy more books on memory and speed reading? Because right now my focus is to become financially literate. I need just in time information. I need a book on Forex trading and not just in case information, a book on memory techniques, which I might use just in time, okay. just in case in the future. So the superpower that I want in this present moment is actually your superpower. I know it's gonna people are gonna be like, oh, oh god, these guys are making me sick, <laughs> right? Not but really, this. financial literacy. <laughs> I'm uh, good, good, yeah. because right now we're bouncing off each other, and yeah. the reason is is because I aspire to be in your position. I said this to you privately that. I'm ashamed it's taken me this long to begin my financial literacy journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, of course, I've started through Forex trading and I'm doing it the right way. And mm-hmm. of course, it has the stigma of being a scam. Um, anyone who knows, it is far from it and it is Absolutely. far from a quick buck. Yeah. Um, but you do it right and it's compound interest. Absolutely. So for me, financial literacy, because I would argue most problems in this world revolve around money. Yes. Quite a statement. And we can't help the poor from one of them. So, um, which, which yeah. brings this full circle. So uh, lastly, I guess, you know, what question I always like to ask, do you wish I would have asked you, or maybe this is maybe for a sequel part two that you wish we would have talked about? Yeah. What a question. Stumped me. I'm not often speechless. That's cool. And that's why I love it's raw. It's in the moment. (laughs) It's in the moment. You're not getting any script. Yeah. So one question I would have loved for you to ask me is what insecurities do I have? Insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. What insecurities do I have? Because often when I come on podcasts, everyone primarily invites me on and wants to learn, 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 learn. You've got it figured out. I don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Some people, of course, would believe that. Some people like yourself understand that I don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one really asks, you know, what do you not have figured out right now that you're trying to figure out? Absolutely. So I know that Forex trading is one and you're really diving deep yeah. into that. Is there any other? Yeah. Well, mm. Let me ask the question. See how I piggyback off of that? That's how I'll help, help you help that. myself. Um, <laughs> what is it? What is it that, that you're currently, um, you know, your insecurities are currently, or, you know, privately working on or openly working on? I would say it's two things. One is, managing conflict and you'd be like what jordan you're so articulate you know you so understand you sound so patient and i am and what is difficult is 
because I'm constantly applying that pressure of, but I'm a good communicator. Now, mm. when there is conflict, I'm now, of course, reading. I'm now developing this technique that when I have an argument with my girlfriend, with, God forbid, my team, my client, or some, someone out on the street, there's this principle that Jordan Peterson talks about, which is to put yourself in their perspective and then also put yourself in the third person's perspective. Put yourself in the empty chair. Mm. What would an onlooker perceive the situation if they had no context, but they've seen what has happened and they've seen the consequences? And so what I'm now working from as a framework are these three letters, E-E-C. Okay, and this is new to me, so I understand I'm testing it and I'd love to get people's feedback. Number one is event. So what happened? All right, okay, you lost the trade. Number two, the explanation. Okay, well, I lost the trade because the market is just, it's always going against me. And see the consequence. Okay, well, what's the consequence of the event and my explanation? Well, if I keep losing, well, I could blow my account. Will I lose the roof of my head? No. The explanation. Well, what's the consequence of me reinforcing my explanation? Well, I'm always going to say it's external and never internal. Therefore, I'm never going to grow as an individual. And so now I do this, trying to do this in any situation where I don't have the answers to. My girlfriend's mad at me. Okay, the event is I didn't fold her clothes and she's been asking me all day. My explanation is I'm busy. Okay, well, what's the consequence? Well, the consequence is if I don't keep folding her clothes, well, she's going to feel neglected and I don't listen to her. What's the consequence if I keep using that same explanation? I'm too busy. Well, no one's too busy. You can always find the time. And that consequence of me giving an excuse, I'm too busy, is quite toxic. Because then it shows she's second priority. And allowing myself to put myself in that third perspective and look at that EEC model, it's helping. It's early. Um... But yeah, that's one of my insecurities is when communication breaks down, I'm like, how, why? Many people do. And um, slowly trying to get better at. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that you went there and it went back to you taking ownership. Because I think uh, ownership, I love what right? you said. I love that because you're, you're talking about First of all, I love the context, right? Because that comes from uh, removing yourself, removing ego, and removing. Mm. You really like, and I think that's what it's tied to. And and I will say the reason I commend you for that is because it's uh, it's all tied down to personal development. That's what I truly believe, right? Like being open minded, being the willingness to learn, humility, uh, understanding that you're still not there, understanding you're still figuring it out, understanding that it's a process, understand like. All these things, I mean, it's I'm, the reason why I'm so excited, Jordan, is because like you have, you know, success leaves trails, and I keep hearing these blueprints, and you just you have them all like there. Like, it does it mean like you're you you have them all figured out? No, but you know they exist, and that's like step number one, and you're working on them. And I yeah. think that's 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 the chemistry into the lab, baby. You came in here and you 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 
put in the test tubes you make you're, you're making something magical man i'm really i'm rooting for you man seriously event Love. explanation and consequence that is in mm-hmm. my lab book and i can't wait to to keep on You're building mad. on this brother uh yeah look good I, and bad by the way good and bad good in, in what uh good and bad so something good happens you close the deal mm-hmm. right because i know yeah. you're on that journey right yeah the event is you close the deal yeah explanation you know what how why how did that deal get closed with well, the consequence you know okay well if this keeps happening what's gonna happen to my life okay so you're saying use right. use this model for good and bad yeah, hundred percent. Because that's the thing. We often reflect too much on our losses, thinking, you know, oh, you either win or you learn. That self-talk of, you know, you never lose, and you can learn from your losses. No, you can learn from your wins too. And in fact, we should be spending more time on our wins because, like you just said, those are the trails for success. Yet everyone spends more time looking at the losses. What I did wrong. What went wrong, yeah, instead yeah. of what went right. Yes. Why did you win? Yeah. Uh, this reminds me, this is going to tie this loop uh, full circle. Ty Lopez said, when we lose, uh, when we win, we celebrate. When we lose, we ponder. No, he's a big fan of, of losing, but we didn't really talk about, well, what about when we win, right? Building on that. Um, damn. This was good. Got some juice. Guys, this was so fine. good we went overtime. We we we, we like really My went bad. overtime. But no, but on some on some gems. Like this is I don't like the reason yeah, why we went overtime is having too much sorry. fun. Oh man, this is so good. Listen, with that said, I don't want to let this serendipity go to waste. I think you and I should bring this full circle. And cool. we should try to because Ty Lopez brought us here. And I've met him like several times but not i don't know him like that he it's funny i have a very interesting story we'll talk about offline of how we met several times at his conferences and he's a speaker and stuff i think we should i think we should just putting it out there because i like because everything starts with an idea speak it into reality we should reach out to him and say how our worlds have his world and our worlds have collided and we should interview him what do you say (laughs) we should should, um I'm not messaging right now because his <laughs> business partner, Alex, yeah. put me in his newsletter. So I was like, yo, Ty, Alex has recognized me for uh-huh. my TED Talk. You inspired me. He didn't get back to me. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to hit Ty up again. Yeah, we're going to... No, okay, we're going to do a double punch because the thing is with me, <laughs> he, had, he had featured on, us on his story because we were like the e-commerce guys. And Love that, it, was man. Like, it was me and, 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 and the twins, Larry and Perry. And, uh, and then we met later on and what I loved it. And I've actually used, I took his 67 steps and we're all about learning. Right. And it's, me it's too. funny because there's, there's a close connection with a lot of people in this, in this space. And I know a few several guys that work with them, but I think we should bring this full circles because I think it's, it's so, it's so fascinating the amount of relationships I've made from people who are in the same space, who want to learn, who are humble, who are in the social media space, who uh, it's just, I just want to bring it full circle. So let's just put it out there, man. See what happens. Yes, what do you say? Speak we into existence. Speak into existence. We should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, man, Jordan, man, I'm so happy you stepped into the lab. We were overdue, but I know this is the beginning of a, of a wonderful math scientist that are going to collaborate down the road. So, sure. Jordan, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing with your company and the wonderful impact you're having on individuals? Love that. Thank you. Well, I'm always excited to have conversations. 
And the first place is Instagram. Um, I pride myself on being accessible. Now, if you search at Jordan Harry, you will find another profile. Send that guy a message. Tell him to give his username to me. He refuses to give it to me. I deserve it. I'm putting that on the record. And once you've sent him the message, then find me at Jordan with two N's, Harry with two Y's. Let me know you message the original Jordan, Harry. I'll give you access to the free course (laughs) as a thank you. Let's not do that. Let's not blow up someone with that type of negativity, right? (laughs) But come to me, Jordan, Harry, two N's, two Y's on Instagram. If you want to keep it professional, LinkedIn, type in Jordan, Harry. Look for my smiley little face. And um, like I said, let's have a conversation. We'll build from there. And just like that, we are out. If you're a real estate professional, a real estate agent, a real estate investor, a lender, a multifamily syndicator, a contractor, you name it, and you're looking to grow your online presence, but you have no idea how to get started or simply don't have the time, at Invested Talent, we help real estate professionals extend their current business to social media. Why is this important? Without this, you wouldn't be listening to this show and your own host, Ruben Kanya, and his team would not have done deals they've done today. As a matter of fact, social media has helped us keep this show together, which now exceeds a billion dollars worth of real estate from our guests collectively. That's right. Our reputation, opportunities, partnerships, and most importantly, real estate transactions were started directly from social media. If you're a real estate professional and you lack an existence on a media platform, Invested Talent can help. Simply go to investedtalent.com forward slash social media and make sure you click the get in touch button to get in touch with our team. Again, that's investedtalent.com forward slash social media and get in touch with our team. You focus on being the brand and we'll help you build it. Now, if you know anything about the lab, you know that we like to give practical advice. So if you feel that this podcast was of any value to you, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes by going directly to the podcast app. From the show's page, scroll all the way down and leave us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Lastly, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend you feel will benefit this episode the most. Remember, there's a you and I in build. Let's build, y'all.